We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Don't know what that was, but here we go. Um, last week, we had a, a doozy. Yeah, it <laughs> a 30 minutes. One. It's your fault, too. I- <laughs> But surprisingly, a lot of views on it. A lot of people took the time to watch most, if not all of it. That's awesome. So obviously you weren't too bored by it. I'm glad about that. But obviously if there were any questions that came out of that, keep sending them our way. But for this week, the question is, have verses been cut from our modern translations? Kind of came out of our, when we discussed all the different translations and what, which were you know good for various uses. Yeah. Uh, it's something I've heard before. I'm you sure mean you sort have. of like a movie, like an editor from the movie just cuts some of the film or something? Yeah, like they shorten it for time and clarity or something. No, but <laughs> let's, let's uh, do a study at, in case in point. Okay. Yeah, let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 7 mm-hmm. and verse 52. And you'll, you're looking down here at my Greek New Testament. Uh-huh. And you see that it ends there at John 7, verse 52. And where does it start again? It starts at eight twelve. And what's in between? Nothing. <laughs> A heading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first thing we need to remember is that there were no chapters and verses in the mm-hmm. uh, ancient manuscripts of the Bible until like the 1500s chapters and verses were introduced into printed Bibles. So verse numbers were not in the text of Scripture for the first uh, 1,500 years right. uh, of the Bible. They were a convenience for study. For reference. And, yeah. Right. But the verse numbers means absolutely nothing. But um, today we have roughly 6,000 Greek manuscripts. Manuscripts meaning handwritten copies before printing. Mm-hmm. Uh we have about almost 6,000 copies of the Greek New Testament, and those range in date from the end of the first century, the beginning of the second century, all the way up to the 16th century or the 1500s. See, so that's a long range of, it is. of manuscripts. And, you know, human error would say that as you're copying and recopying and copying and recopying, there ought to be some variance in there, which there is. But um, at this point in time, if you can imagine uh, having all almost 6,000 of those manuscripts kind of laid out on the gym floor yeah, and putting them in order from the oldest to the latest mm-hmm. and then inputting into a computer the readings on all of those yeah. and tracing the history of the text from... First to last. Right. See, we're actually able to do that. That's actually being done today. And so the modern critical Greek text is about 99 point something, something, something percent accurate to, yeah. the, to what was actually written in the beginning. 
Now, <clears throat> in the process of the transmitting, the copying and recopying of those manuscripts over time, some passages were added to the original text mm -hmm. that were not there in the beginning. And one of those, a good example of those, and it's a very, very small percentage of, of the of the New Testament. By far the, the vast majority of the New Testament, there's no question about it. Yeah. So it's not something to worry about. But uh, one case in point which is rather glaring is the verses from John 7:53 to mm -hmm. 8:11 in some Bibles. And yeah. that's the story of the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Which right. I have in my Bible, and it's it even gives the like footnote. What in, does it the, say? It says the earliest manuscripts do not include John seven fifty three to eight eleven, and then it kind of gives me double brackets, and then provides that section. All right, and that even is an oversimplification because that's true. The earlier manuscripts do not have this mm -hmm. at all, and there's no space like something's been left out. It's just you know there's enough room between two letters. There's only. There's only a space between letters between what we call John 7:53 and John 8:12. There's no distance at all. Yeah, because it's just a continuation. <clears throat> continuation. Yeah. But um, this is also what's called a floating text, which means uh, some versions, some some manuscripts in the manuscript tradition uh, included that story of the woman taken in adultery, not where it is. In, after John 7.53, but they included it at the very end of the Gospel of John hmm. after the Gospel of John was done. Hmm. Other manuscripts included it um, in the Gospel of Luke and not in the Gospel of John at all. And they put That's it, a there's a family of <laughs> manuscripts, family 13, that included that text at Luke 21 verse 38 not even in the Gospel of John. Okay. And another family of manuscripts oh boy. included that same story uh, at John 21, 24. They, they move it up yeah. in the passage. So, so two things here. In the early manuscripts, it's not there at all. Right. And in the later manuscripts, they can't decide where to put it. So they can't even tell if it's Luke or John. Well, they, they, they think they want to put it in somewhere, but can't decide where to put it. Mm -hmm. And then the third part of that is the ones that do put it, put more or less of it and then put it differently. I see. So you've got three strikes against it. It's not really in the earlier manuscripts at all. Mm -hmm. When it does appear, they can't decide where to put it. And then when they do put it in, they put more or less of it in in different manuscripts and can't decide how it ought to be. Yeah. So for, for those that study the manuscripts and the history of transmission, those three things are glaring indications that it's not part of the original Gospel of John, but something that was added later. Yeah, which is something the Bible itself warns about. It's, you know, it says beware, you know, and people are going to add, and they're going to take away, or they're yes. going to do their own thing with it. And this. so it's interesting that many people cry, oh, they've taken something out of the Bible. No, they haven't done that at all. They have just prevented people from adding something yeah. that was not there in the first place. Hmm. So um, the most glaring example of that, even more so than this passage, is the little passage in, in 1 John chapter 5 okay. and uh, verse 7 and 8. And this passage did not occur in any Greek manuscript up until like the 15th century. Hmm. 
And it was taken from the Latin and put over into the Greek Bible, even though it never was there. And so if, if I read the Greek New Testament that we have today that's based on the 6,000-some-odd manuscripts, yeah. uh, it says in 1 John chapter 5, in verse 7, there are three that bear witness, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and those three agree in one. Mm-hmm. But now some later manuscripts, actually one later manuscript that I know of, they might have found two now, they're very late. They read, there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And those three agree in one. And there oh. are three that bear witness on the earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. But see, that first part cannot yeah. be found in any Greek manuscript going all the way back until like the... the uh, so it's not that somebody left that verse out. Yeah. It's that it was obviously added in later on, see? So we're not supposed to take some... Yeah. So They so, were trying to clarify beyond the text or something, it seems like. Because it's... I mean, obviously there's bits of that wording in the there. The actual motivation but, was that they were so married to the Latin Vulgate at that time, and it did appear in the Latin Vulgate that they mm-hmm. they took it from the Latin Vulgate and inserted it in a Greek text. Okay? <laughs> but the what the what the person out there needs to remember is that these seeming some people will describe them as deletions yep. are really additions to the text. Now, Mark 16, that some of you out there may be thinking of, is not nearly so cut and dried because the evidence, the textual evidence on that is very equal. And there's a good argument that the longer ending of Mark 16 is really the original ending of the Gospel of Mark. Mm. But in these other cases, not such a good argument. And so there's this tiny fragment of the New Testament that was added into Bibles after the printing press uh, was created, and they became part of the printed, not manuscript, but printed on a printing press, Greek New Testaments in the 1500s. And that printed Greek New Testament has become known as the Textus Receptus Greek text. Does that mean like the received Greek? It means the received text, but you ask received by who? And you're saying the Catholic Church and the English Church of the 1500s. That's who it was received by. By the printers. And it was because they only had a handful of manuscripts that they were working with. Yeah, which is a cool thing in today's modern age. Because like you said, we have been able to track down and piece together all the different ones that were in libraries across the world. Yes. Or buried in various places. Yes, and actually the modern versions are based on a much older Greek text Mm -hmm. than the 1611 King James and the New King James and some of those others because uh, theirs is much younger. Theirs was a medieval uh, Greek text. But Mm. the simple answer to the the person's question is uh, the modern, more modern translations have not left out verses. They have uh, decided not to add in the verses that are not part of the original text. Yeah, and then like I said, mine is an, an ESV, and they have chosen to 
put even like that last one, the Mark 16 that you mentioned, they put them in, but then they generally give you a little bit of annotation to it to let you know that there might be some question. To yes, the and, and there's the a other. separate story to each one of these, and each one of them has their own merits. But uh, the, the one that probably has the most merit to actually be included in the original text is the Mark 16 hmm. reading. But some of these others, like John 7, 53 to 8, 11, have, in my view, about zero merit to be included in the original text. So, hmm. Anyway. Oh, very interesting. Well, thank you for that question. And maybe some people out there have other specific verses that they're thinking of. And by all means, send that in and we can discuss a little bit more on those sort of things. So thanks for the question. Thanks for watching. And we hope you all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.